0: Hey guys, Cody here, just reminding you that the best wrestlers in the world are coming to Iowa for the UWW World Cup at Extreme Arena in Coralville this December 10th and 11th. This one of a kind dual style competition features the world's very best men's and women's freestyle wrestlers repping their home countries and going head to head to decide who is the best wrestling country on the planet. You'll get to see Team USA's biggest wrestling stars like Jordan Burroughs, Kyle Snyder, Tamara Mensah Stock, Helen Nerulis, so many more. There's no better time than now to be a USA wrestling fan, and there's no better time than now. To to get your tickets, be sure to go to worldcupcoralville.com. I put links in the show notes so that you guys can get all the information you need. You're not going to want to miss this. One more time, get your tickets at worldcupcoralville.com.
1: Number one, obviously, all glory to God. And then there's a cam the most efficient organization on the planet.
0: I'm going to put a plug in because I think we're in the damn state of Iowa. Bobby tell I'm the baddest man on the planet. Hey, what's up? Hello, everybody. Welcome to In the Room, a wrestling podcast from the Des Moines Register. I'm Cody Goodwin, the Register's wrestling writer, and I'm glad you're here. Happy. We're recording this on a late Wednesday night, but you're probably listening to this on Thursday morning, December 8th, week of the UWW World Cup, or maybe World Cups, men's and women's freestyle, both coming to Coralville's Extreme Arena this weekend. And to preview the action, um, and a few other things, brought on my buddy Jason Bryant um who kind of does a little bit of anything and everything wrestling but if you're going to be in the building this weekend you are definitely going to hear jason bryant's voice jason how are we Yo, doing tonight man
1: we are good i've got a nice nice tall cold beverage as i am anticipating a very very fruitful evening or two at uh brewery right down the block from the extreme arena because i'm a big uh, big back pocket fan and uh, of course the the, uh, the pub across the street where wrestling always seems to make them pretty good amount of money. It's a good old 30 hop. So yeah, I'm actually excited for the craft beer about the world cup situation there at the uh, Iowa river landing. So
0: when you, uh, get Oh yeah, here, there's going to be a lot
1: of good wrestling too.
0: That too. When you get here, um, I almost guarantee that Luke Eustace and, and Josh Schomburg are the two guys behind this party this weekend and literally every party at extreme arena. They're going to convince you to go get um, a new drink at this new, bar area across the way called the tribune um and then there's also i don't know how recently you've been to extreme but there's another place that's like connected to extreme called um i believe it's called the athletic um so it's like a sports bar type area we all went there
1: pretty sure that was under construction last time i was so i was last time i was in the building was the nwca division three tournament
0: okay yeah so there's there's been there's there's a few other things. Obviously, you still got thirty hop in back pocket, but there's there there's a few other stops that is the Denny still out. there. Denny's is still there. Denny's ain't okay, going nowhere. Yeah.
1: Never, <laughs> yeah, not, never going there again. Uh, <laughs> that particular one. Sorry, sorry, guys. I know it's uh it sops up the stuff, but um, me and Emil did not have a good experience there one time. But we'll just leave it at
0: that. See. When it comes to breakfast in in Johnson County, Iowa, I venture all the way over to the college part and go to Bluebird. Or if you talk to the Iowa wrestlers, they will try and sell you hard on Dandelion, um, which is basically Bluebird 2.0 breakfast diner, just kind of right downtown. And the food's really good. I've been to both. I'm just a Bluebird homer because that's the OG. That's where I went to cure my hangovers in Iowa City when I was a student. I'm sure uh, it's a really good hangover town, too. I mean,
1: I've only I've, I think I've only had slightly had one there once because usually when I'm in town, I'm working. I don't actually get to do anything. It's like the next day I got to get up and travel home. So I've, you know what? I don't think I think maybe the the 2016, maybe the 2016 trials, I woke up the next day feeling a little bit groggy. But um, Iowa City's been Iowa City corbell has been good to me. But, uh, yeah, haven't had a chance to really um, pay my dues Iowa style, so to speak, in that town. yet. <laughs>
0: I believe the the students their finals if they aren't this week they're next week, so maybe this would be a good weekend to go explore. I mean, obviously we're all going to be in town working, so maybe not. But like, I'm not
1: gonna. I you know it's been a long time since I had a had a hangover and announced anything, and I won't be doing it on UWW's dime. So there were some dual meets in college that uh, that we had those early starts on Sunday, and by early I mean noon, and I'm like, oh gosh why oh got to announce james madison this afternoon oh boy this is gonna be yeah so i've had some of those days and you know those are my you know I'm, i'm 43 years old now so that was over 20 years ago
0: yeah i uh i don't dabble during the season because i need full capacity to to cover wrestling all the way through the state but you know freestyle and greco season like i know we're mixing freestyle with our folk style this weekend but um you know spring and summertime i do my best as he takes a swig as my um, wife says,
1: wrestling season never ends. She doesn't care about the style. She goes, "You're it, yeah." When you say when the season ends, no, it doesn't end. The season never ends.
0: It's a twelve month sport, and even during the the not you know high traffic months, I guess um, there's always like a big tournament or two going on.
1: That's well, yeah, it. and I've even I, and I've added a winter another winter sport to my uh, my arsenal too. I'm doing college hockey now. So uh, yeah, there really are no weekends free from like October to March specifically because of wrestling but uh those free weekends now that are that are filled up with hockey have made it real fun we're doing Christmas like the one day I have to, I can stay home in December before I go oh to announce Little Rock on that Sunday so loads of fun college hockey
0: do you know any college do you, know what hockey. Icing is, do you know what icing is yet
1: yeah dude I worked in college I I worked in minor league hockey when I was a first my first freshman year at to you so the 1997-98 Kelly Cup champion Hampton Roads Admirals at the time
0: Hey, there you go. I, Same I was league is a...
1: the Iowa Heartlanders now, actually. So hey,
0: there you go. Who the Heartlanders who logo at... is
1: pretty tight, by the way.
0: It's pretty cool. It's uh, it's it's that big deer. It's it's Bambi's dad. Um, at least that was the first image that came to my mind when I saw it.
1: <laughs> I, I just think if, if too many people wear those jerseys along the highway, they might get hit by <laughs> hit by F 150s Is they like, hey, thump.
0: They might. They might. The um, official
1: chariot of Iowa, the F one fifty.
0: There you go. Um. Probably with a, uh, with a bush light in the, uh, in the passenger seat, if not already in the cup holder. Um, uh, yeah, we we're, are, are, we
1: going to talk about anything wrestling yet so far. It's been, uh, been bush lattes and hangovers and let's, uh,
0: let's, let's tee that up. World cup's coming up. Got a few topics that I was just kind of wanting to bounce off you, um, you know, to try and facilitate, hopefully a, a productive, um, and also fun and enlightening conversation just to get ready for the world cup. Um, Just a few different topics off the top of my head um, that I just thought were interesting. And I thought, um, you know, Jason's an interesting guy. He's got good perspective on these things. He's seen a lot of wrestling stuff. Let's see what he thinks about this stuff. But first, kind of joking, kind of not. What do you do as an announcer when you come across a name that you just can't get? Or have you come across a name that you just haven't been able to get
1: yet? (laughs) Oh, yeah. We're going to have a lot of those because one of the... um... I say the toughest countries are typically the Scandinavian countries. And I I mean more specifically, uh, within Scandinavia, like the Finns are really tough and the Mongolians when we go into central Asia, because, uh, there's a, there's a heavyweight. Um, his name looks like Lavangarel or something like that. Um, it's, it starts with an L and a K. Well, it's pronounced togif. And we're like, I remember seeing that. And I have a friend of mine that wrestled at, at St. John's, uh, uh, minga batsuk was a three-time national champion division three for saint john's he's from mongolia so every time i have a Mongolian name i'll usually i'll record them on facebook messenger and i'll send it to him to see how close i am and usually oh, yeah, that's pretty good and sometimes you can see the names and the, the, the double a's and the the r's and stuff you start to pick those up and you 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 get though but every now and then you get a name you're like no you look at you look at at that um Mungtur's first name. There is no freaking way you'll get Tolgiif out of this because it you know we it was I was doing togif that I know So Hazard got it uh, when we were in Belgrade. So it's it's been close. He was on the medal stand in, in, uh, uh wrestling for a medal at the Olympics. So at least I got it close enough. But again, it's one of those things like as an, you don't want to say anybody's name wrong, but we, we you know we Westernize everything so. Typically, when we see Korean wrestlers, whether it be uh, the DPR Korea, which I'm not supposed to say North Korea when I'm on an official, whatever, uh, it's DPR Korea or just Korea. You don't say North or South; that can create an international incident. But uh, their their last names are first, and same with uh, with the Chinese. Uh, So, and then some parts of, you know, then we've got Hungary is also the same way, especially, and then sometimes native Hungarians when they go to like Serbia. Like, uh, that's Hungarian, so you'll say their last name first. Uh, then that's one thing you got to keep in mind. That confuses people sometimes. And the Japanese at the Olympics will say their last names first, but they are less sticklers about it. So, like, you know, it'd be like uh, Yoshida Sauri is how I, my co announcer would have said it, but I'm saying sorry, Yoshida, and they don't they don't care. Um, and that's, you know, that's how, you know, it, that's, that's one thing that's nuts, but the, the hardest ones again are the Mongolians. I think typically have given me the most trouble, a lot of extra vowels. There's, I think I remember this Estonian and it fin, Finland and Estonia are, are kind of similar in their languages. So at Maya Russell, she's a women's wrestler from Estonia. I know her on Facebook and I'll, I'll do the same thing with the Finns and the Estonians and she'll help me there. So I will, I will, if I don't know it or there are countries that I'm really Unfamiliar with like I think the the Finns and the Estonians have a lot of A's and E's back back to back. I was like Konstap pay and it's like thirteen letters and like there's an M and a P in there, and that's it. So it's kind of the opposite of in an Armenian we had at the Worlds. He had not a the only vowel thing that was close to a vowel in his name was a Y, and it was like, <laughs> are you kidding me? This there was one I took a picture of it. I put it on Facebook, uh and and, and the IG are like, yeah, can I buy a vowel in this arm? The, the Armenian had. I think it was 16 letters in his name, and it was like K H Z R Z, you know. And I and I asked an Armenian referee uh, at the European championships because I had him earlier that year. I was like, How do you say this? He goes, And I'm like, no. No. <travaív anatomy> <"D negativity> mm. No. That's I'm clearing my throat. And I'm not saying this to be offensive. It's just like some of these things, like in China, the 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 amount of vowels and pronunciations they have in their language, we Westerners can't speak. So it's you know it's like soon Yanan no soon Yanan it's like that's what I said soon you're not Yanan soon uh, or not Yanan Sun it's like soon yan. okay are not. no soon Yanan and it, it's it's just uh, so what I do is when I hear it once I'll like record it sometimes and then I'll, I'll I'll have it and then I'll put this big Google Doc together which I keep from year to year to year to year to year and now that I'm learning V lookups so I don't actually have to copy and paste anymore it's like okay search. The problem with that is sometimes the UWW spellings are different from one day to the next. So the entry list may have a, a, a like, oh, my goodness, like when they moved when he moved to Hungary, Ismail Moussakaev's name gained 15 more freaking letters. I'm sorry. There's <laughs> yeah. So the pronunciations, I mean, that's what I I think that's the most sought after thing. Sean Kenny. Uh, who's an Iowa guy who works for ESPN and has been a lot of UWW stuff and ESPN stuff? He texts me today. Goes when do you get your pronunciation guide set. And I'm like, I, you'll get it when I, you know, because I wait for the last minute to get this as much as I can. Only 160 names to worry about, so it's not like I've got the 900 names for the World Championship. So, uh, there's the 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 pronunciations are important. You'll keep them, and I'll keep them in a sheet, and I'll go from year to year to year to year and update it. And then we go to the back and the tunnels and such and and we'll try to find somebody that knows English and I'll have it usually in Google Translate and be like, how do you say? Uh, like in Spanish, I'll be like, como se dice? is like, how do you say? That's I learned to try to say that in, in several languages, like in, in Russian, cock this, because I'll, is, is how do you say? So I'll usually get to the point right there. Where I'll say uh, speaker uh, or something like that and they'll understand what I'm doing and they'll, like, oh, okay. And I'm like, you uh, know, I'll, I'll sit there and I'll take my phone or you know my piece of paper and I'll I point to it and it would be like togi no, no 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 I was like and then they'll they'll like kind of laugh at me trying to just this poor american trying to just fail at their language so it's been a lot of practice a lot of reps uh, georgians aren't a problem anymore cuz they're eezays adzays and vileys they're pretty good um there is no like so like geno petrius Vili. it's not gino they don't do the geno. whole g geno thing. Uh, geno givi uh, geno petrius Vili. you know those are those are pretty simple but then sometimes you get the there is no like hard K sound in in the Russian language. So it's, it's more like a... <laughs> so it's like, you know, that's you know, it's got Sala, you know, it's like, you know, <laughs> it's like <laughs> so you know, some of those things, they don't really translate over a microphone either. So you're basically just hacking into the microphone. And this time of year with a cold, it might actually help me in some of these situations. <laughs> but uh, again, uh, I started, when I started on the world championships in 2015, I mean, that's, we're talking seven years ago, I've still got a sheet and i reference that and i also keep that sheet with their their bio information and we've got this code um not like harry's code from uh from dexter where we're not killing people over things but wow, it's a, it's kind of a it's kind of a callback uh but i'll have like you know jw-g-16 okay they were junior world champion in 2016 or um wc 14 they were 7th at the world championships in 14 so i keep a whole chart of that and then have it color coded to you know, orange, if they were bronze medalists at the highest point, silver gold. So quickly you've got the pronunciation. So I don't necessarily give credentials on everybody. If you've got a medal at the world level competition, that's another set of preparation. It's the credentials. So, you know, okay, who are we wrestling? Well, this guy has got, you know, they've won four world level medals or then, then you sit there and look at Oh, you see Japan. sheet just littered with gold, 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 gold at age group world championships. You're like, Wow, she's 21 and already won four world titles. So, you know, a lot of it a lot of the, a lot of the research is more on the historical and the and the, the credentials because I also like to pull the stats like okay, how many, you know, do a search WC-G, how many world champs do we have? I think one year at the Worlds in women's freestyle at 76, uh Adeline's weight where she won in Paris was jeez, what did she have? I think there were nine world champs at the weight and of like 24 in the weight class, 22 were world medalists. So that's the type of stuff I also geek out about is just those extra stats. So it's not just the pronunciations with it. It's the credentials. So I'll have something goofy to say, or I'll have something legitimate to say. Most of the time, the goofy stuff involves uh, Americans that are competing for other countries. And of course at 43, I am, I'm a dad joke guy now. So, I, uh, you know, at one point pointing out that, uh, you know, Miles Amin is from the uh, the San Marino neighborhood, known as if I can read the card right, Michigan. So
0: <laughs> there's that stuff.
1: Oh yeah, you know. and then saying Angus, Angus Arthur from the Jamaican wrestling hot. Oh, actually, no, this year was fun because I had uh, I had uh, let's see who would I have up there on the mat. Sebastian Rivera out there, and then we had uh, Ethan Ramos. So it was like, you know, Sebastian Rivera from the Puerto Rican wrestling hotbed of new jersey (laughs) so you know it's sometimes it's in the delivery and of course you can hear the groan usually rich bender groaning come on jb from the stands you know so the dad jokes do have a place you just got to be very careful with when you present them so a lot of it a lot of the research is one just to keep myself busy and so I, i can also recall these things so pronunciations are half the battle and then the other part is knowing who the heck's out there so
0: Yeah. Well, and anybody who's been to, you know, any high profile wrestling event, NCAA championships, world championships, I mean, you do so much more than just those, but those pique my interest because of one, the high level of wrestling and two, just the vast amount of competitors. And especially when you're talking about these international events, like, you know, I, it's funny you bring up Sean Kenny. I was talking to him earlier this year before the world championships and how, you know, he said, it's easy to look up research on the American wrestlers. Mm -hmm. It is not nearly as easy to research all of these international wrestlers. And so I'm curious as someone who's in the building and, you know, you're talking a lot, maybe not as much as maybe Sean would be on on the stream or TV, but, you know, you're sharing a little bit of their backstory, right? Their credentials and whatnot. And I I was always kind of curious, you know, what, I wonder what his process is like, because it's probably not unlike what I was doing earlier today, trying to track down, you know, okay, like, What are the, you know, what's Team USA? I'm going to take
1: some credit on the baseline stuff. I share my sheet with Sean. (laughs) (laughs) uh, The Lion, uh, now he does the work on the heavy lifting when it comes to the personality profiles and talking to the coaches and getting, obviously, the development of a television story. But the facts and stats, I'll say this, if it wasn't for UWW's database, we'd all be screwed because uh, that wasn't actually owned by UWW until, you know, into the new regime a, a like he's like a professor in Germany a guy named uh, Hartmut Stander, created the database went the old Fila database and it was on you know people will remember call they called it the Foldeek database because it was hosted and Foldeek is like a is like a mat company in Germany and they gave him server space so his database was there until UWW i think bought it and is now basically paying him to update it but yeah if that thing wouldn't exist we'd be we'd be screwed because half the time that he even spends time with spelling and i've got i've sent him a couple things like hey this name this person is this person because their name might be spelled wrong or you know when athletes get married uh you know the you know our american spelling situation so like jen jen page is going to be right well jen rogers but and it goes rogers page there well no no it's jen page or or if she's going to go with the hyphen or if she's going to go with the, the the maiden plus married be jen page rogers Sometimes she spells the hyphen. Um, that's a big reference for anybody that understands that one from the '80s. But uh, ah. in the other case, you get the other way, where of course Shane Sparks will bring us up every time. Alina Focken from Germany, you know, Olympic champion. Uh, when she got married, it said Rotherfocken. So on the bracket or on the board, you're looking at it, going Rotherfocken A. And ah. it's you know try to try to do a broadcast with Jake Herbert, with him trying not to giggle every time you say Focken on the broadcast. F O C K
0: E N, yeah, actual name. I mean, I'm giggling just thinking about
1: it. And Sean's done broadcast with her too, and he's been he's had to try to keep it together.
0: <laughs> yeah, they were on the Olympic call together for uh, yeah they were at, the, at the
1: worlds. Yeah, so uh, yeah, uh, yeah, Lena Roderfokin. That was a uh, that was that was Roderfokin tough, clever, big fan. No d- dad jokes, man. Got him. <laughs> but yeah, the preparation. If it wasn't for the UWW database, it would this would be infinitely tougher.
0: Yeah. Well, I was, I was scanning through it today and I love that, you know, if you search a name and you pull up their profile, you can, you know, continental championships, world championships, everything all in one. Like that was, that helped me out a lot. Cause I'm, you know, trying to figure out and, and we'll touch on this here in a little bit, just, okay. Who are some of these international wrestlers? Like, yeah, I can start with USA wrestling's release, but then also like, let me do my own research. How many world medals are we talking about at various age groups? So that's, you know, Hey, yeah. Shout out to UWW. Um, but yeah, I just, I wasn't sure what else you were all digging into as you kind of develop this portfolio of things you might say, obviously you don't say everything when you're behind oh, the mic no, at these events, no. but just things that you might want to share. There
1: are things that usually you highlight, like when, when somebody's out there, obviously when Yoshida was wrestling or Kaori Icho were wrestling with Japan, you know, you're, you know, I only got two years of them because you know I'd seen them before and I'd done some broadcast stuff before I did the PA, but you know, you see them they've got, you know, 13 14 world championships. I even did a graphic I think Yoshida won 17 world titles, world olympic titles. Pretty good. That's disgusting. It's going back good. to the the cadets. You know, before they cut off the and they were, remember, there remember there's 10 years where there weren't cadet world championships. So some of these these greats that we've got coming through now, um, you know, actually I think there was somebody that was I think it was Melanon V, yeah, another another Fran- a French Greco wrestler. He wrestled at the cadet. He was like fourth at the cadet worlds in like when they, when then they end 98. Like that guy was wrestling up until like two years ago. I'm like, 98. Okay. You're, 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 you're 40 something, dude. You're 38. I mean, so you see somebody that's got a cadet in there and it's, it's got a nine preceding the year. It's like, you're old. And trust me, yes, that stat got thrown out there.
0: I, I would hope so. But, the, you Ellen know, be
1: like, wrestled at the If you go back and cadet world champion uh, cadet world uh, play, you know, wrestled for a medal in the cadet world championships in 1998. His opponent born in 1999. I think I had that one one time.
0: <laughs> well, and the thought that came to my head was like, oh, yeah, you know, if, you know, uh, you know, these, you know, all the, these Japan wrestlers, like, do you have time half the time to even spit out some of their facts because they're so good and they they're probably rack up? Yeah, yeah, you get Yeah, like two-minute tech an fall. It's like, hey.
1: Oh, yeah. Like, and, and then there's like how good they are. Like Ari Tosaka swept the quad and she she won worlds 13, 14, 15, Olympics and 16. Uh, where's she been since? Oh, she hasn't been able to make a team. That's disgusting. So those are the things that's like, you know, when they win the four, know, like when you sweep the quad or you win multiple times in a row. That's the stuff that. You also want to hit when they win, but you also don't want to take the moment away from them with all the stats that you have. So typically, I'll hit the world champion, like at the world championships, I'll hit the pop for their world championship, Give you know, world champion. One day, a couple years ago, I tried to say it in the native languages, and I realized... This is not what they pay me for. They pay me to speak English. They don't pay me to try to say it in Ukrainian. So um that I well, Spanish, I did And now with the Russians, also th- those years were a lot. So kind of at the end, you know, they'd be walking off, be like, you know, they'll they'll do the thing is like, and now that's a you know, seven time or something like that, as they walk off after they do their victory lap and the moment's over. I'll let that and then I'll throw like something or like with the Russians. I remember in Kazakhstan. Uh, one of the guys was walking off, and I was like a "Champion Mira and they're like, "Their fans are like, yes, he said something in Russian." So, uh, those are the things that I also like to add to it a little bit, a little bit of a little flavor in regards to things that you don't normally hear. Uh, I'm, I guess I'm kind of snarly in the way I speak with some of the championships, and then then you switch it up with being kind of regal on the the podium calls. So those those also the other things you can be loud and you know, excitable like I am at the NCAA championships. But when it comes to the podium, you have to dial it down and kind of button it up a little bit. You're not, you're not cracking jokes when they're getting a medal around their neck or getting a trophy handed to them.
0: How does the process change for the World Cup? It's a team event, right? Not that the World Championships aren't, but like this is very specifically team on team, one country versus another. Does it change at all? It does
1: because UWW does things a lot differently than what we're used to, you know, and and the last time people saw a dual meet in Iowa city. All right, here comes fat bottom girls. And here comes Jacob Warner running out the tunnel. And then here you know, here's, here's younger Bastida. And there you go, they go. And then once matches over here comes Sam Skyler, here comes, you know, Tony Cassiope. Well, I did the world cup in Baku last month. Yeah. So I've, this'll be my second world cup, you know, in two months. So what they did is, okay, match is over, and they only had one mat. And that's one thing wrestling people in America, but you can run this a lot faster if you did more mats. Well, no, it's that's not how we do international wrestling. So, again, don't try to apply folk style logic to a freestyle event. Same thing. as like you're trying to watch freestyle. Well, that's two in folk style. Well, <laughs> this ain't folk style. Stop thinking about that. The same thing is with how they do presentation. They do the walkout. It's very international. It's very uh, guided. It's not run back from the tunnel, get fired up, and, you know, throwing a t-shirt in the crowd or anything like that. They're, they they line up, they walk out and you know the coaches get the, the appreciation. They'll walk out with the team at the beginning and you know when the, I'm not sure how we're going to do it with the two mats. That's one I why I'm getting down there on Friday. We'll run through a couple different options, but uh they said, okay, this match is over. All right. In the in the red from Azerbaijan, you know, 61 kilos coming out boom. His opponent in the blue, you know, 61 in there I had uh, another, you know, I had the native language, had Azeri speaker so he would follow me up and put it out and then they'd go they'd wrestle matches over call the winner they do the hand raise and then they're out and then you wait pop music uh, the 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 pop and the music comes up and i love the euro trash stuff that they play you know uh megaphone live the production company that does the stuff internationally it's great i think i know ben clément from uh from there is coming over he he's out of uh, out of france he'll be over there with them too kind of helping uh the crew in Iowa do things like how we do them uh, internationally, but yeah, it's a little different. It's going to be a little bit of a slower pace. It's, you're not going to run through it. Duels will probably take every bit of an hour and a half, two hours, just like you would. Uh, and then you know, duels are easy too because you'll all right, USA, we're going to wrestle here. We can take a break and go to thirty hop, come back, come and do it, do it again. Or if you want to stick around and watch it, that's great because uh, you know the sight lines in extreme arena are great. But that's how it's kind of going to be. I believe to be orchestrated is you know we're gonna. We're going to close it out. And we're going to go close it out. and we're going to go. I don't know how they're going to do with the men and women if because women's matches could go faster, uh, especially if, you know, the Japanese are out there blitzkrieging people or if the Americans are out there just crushing people. So, um, you know, the format is going to be a bit more um, processional, if you will.
0: I like that. I like that. It'll kind of give a I know, you know, mixing freestyle with our folk style because, you know, we're, we're in December now. Um well, I was going to have to get used to that with the women's team. So because that's a freestyle thing. So that when, don't tell them,
1: don't tell them that
0: they're not ready for that yet. Actually, I think most of them are ready for it. But it, there's definitely going to be a pretty steep learning curve.
1: I um, to a point, I think I still think there's a little bit of a bitterness from the Metcalf Frayer final into the, <laughs> the trials in 12. Oh, you know? my gosh, that we
0: I was. So I worked at the student newspaper a quick by far the worst mark.
1: set of rules ever. So I don't blame anybody for getting those things wrong. That's one thing too. I've, we haven't had a major rule change in international wrestling since
0: 2013. There's been That Yeah. Yeah, we have. Um, I was working at the student newspaper at that time, 2012, um, the Daily Iowan. And um, I was a freshman just kind of tagging along with the primary wrestling beat writers at that time. And I remember sitting next to them because um, th- there were two beat writers at the time. One named Sam Lawaji, grew up a wrestler in Minnesota. The other one, Molly Olmstead, Um from Michigan originally, not a big wrestling person at all, was kind of learning on the fly. Um, the match ended. The crowd went crazy. Me and Sam put our hands in our heads, and Molly's like, oh my God, what happened? And like that was like that. And Sam was the one writing the live story that day on Metcalf. And that was his lead. That, like, you know, the match ended, and Brent Metcalf threw his hands in the air, and the entire crowd inside Carver Hawkeye went crazy, even though he lost. Like, it was just nuts. It was nuts. It was absolutely crazy. One of the most yeah. jarring moments I think I've ever seen in my life.
1: And I wasn't doing the PA that year. Uh, I didn't, I was, um, I think that was in the, so I would. there. I was actually, I just remember sitting up at the table because I was still at USA Wrestling at the time. And I'm just like, these people don't know Freyer's got the four. No, Frayer I didn't. got, because Freyer had the four with, the, you know, his, his, you know, his tricky chess wrapper, you know, the full throw, you know, it's just the criteria was confusing enough, but that, that whole period system was the, in Greco, it was even worse. It was basically the binary code of wrestling because everything was 011011. It was like, I think if you spell that out in, bi- in binary, it said this is freaking boring. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so thankfully the rules of what we've got, especially with freestyle, are so much more action oriented. You know, of course, there is the the
0: contingent that doesn't like us. Oh, it's half wrestling or whatever. It's it's fast. It's fast it's fast no. it's full of action after 90 seconds somebody is always behind like that you always
1: know that somebody's always winning somebody yeah. is all like with the exception of like you said the first 90 seconds cuz and that's another thing too with with the announcing is i will repeat rule sets but i won't read you the rule book i will explain okay you know you know and sometimes i'll even make joke uh, you know a joke about well, scoreless here probably expect to see a passivity any moment now yep red passive confirmed and you know Especially in Greco, when a lot of it, you don't see any points. It's like point passivity and position. And you just rattle that off real quick and pop your plosives with all the P's and learn your microphone technique that way. But um, freestyle, thankfully, you you don't get very many 2-1 matches when they're all shot clocks, which actually you're not even supposed to say. It's supposed to be activity period. It's another thing that's important is our terminology internationally. I never say push out and I never say shot clock because it's a step out and it's activity period now you know why I'm so caught up on semantics with certain
0: words that shall not be named. I'm, I'm down for the step out conversion. Um, I need to probably be Cause a straight arm push gets, you
1: no bit. points. If you yeah. push somebody out with the straight arm push, they will do the whole motion, straight arm push and usually white paddle.
0: it. Yeah. Um, as for the shot clock slash activity clock or whatever. Um, meh. Yeah. Like- that's not one. I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I'm
1: not going to die on that Hill. Um, much like, you know, I'm not going to die on the whole like all American five time kind of thing. So,
0: um, that was having our discussion the, at the nationals. <laughs> have it, the, yeah, that's it. Uh, we, we, can, we can go a total separate pot on that one. Second topic, want to pick your brain about having the world cup back in Iowa. It's not in Iowa City, it's not at Carver, but it's in Coralville, just right down the road at Extreme Arena, beautiful arena, like you just mentioned. Uh good thing. Great thing. Another major wrestling event here.
1: It's funny because I think it's a great thing because part of it is you know, people will compla well, wrestling people, we we complain. We we will bitch about no. it. No. Because something isn't always good. Well, here's the thing about think Iowa City, the Iowa City Coralville Visitors and Conventions Bureau, you know. They want events and they want wrestling events. Josh, there's few people that have actually tried to bring more wrestling events to this country and to you know the state of Iowa than than Josh and Luke have. And they're willing their to their willingness to travel as well. They went down to Fort Worth and were working the Olympic trials on short notice. You know, they've offered to help me with what I'm gonna do with my women's tournament when I got that get that thing up and running. So It's, you know, their willingness to work at these things and bring events to 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 wrestling country. Now, it's the one thing I think that's a problem with freestyle is we don't have a school tied to it. college sport. I love college sports. Matter of fact, there's a big reason uh, side story about what, you know, college sports here is like in the offseason. I was I applied for two P.A. jobs. I applied for St. Cloud State men's ice hockey, which which I which I got. And then I applied again for the Minnesota Timberwolves job. I really didn't want the Timberwolves gig, but it was a professional opportunity 15 minutes from where I'm where I live. So as a PA announcer, you're not gonna not try for the open NBA job, even if you're you're a huge fan of pro basketball or not. But you know, my wife goes, Are you really interested in the Timberwolves thing? I go, not really. She goes, yeah, you're more passionate about college sports. You're more passionate about the Olympic sports and and, and those move the movement there. And I think that's one thing that we don't have the, those two things that I love, the international movement and college sports. The problem is, is that they, we don't have that synergy with it, because when people go to watch international wrestling. OK, like let's use 2012, for example, the Iowa fans were there to watch Brent Metcalf primarily they weren't there you know it's hard you know and then last time okay when Kyle we had date bombs we had the one of the biggest date bombs ever when when Kyle Dake just went went nuts on uh, the wrestler from Japan i can't remember who the who the japanese wrestler was but i don't know if even he remembered who he was after landing getting hit with that one but it's like okay you know nobody went to Titan Mercury nobody went to Sunkiss they went to Iowa they went to minnesota there's the team component to it that makes college sports so great it makes college wrestling so great and that's one thing i think that really we really struggle with internationally i don't think it's because people oh well folk style draws better it's because it's better wrestling no we don't have if i'll say this now if college wrestling was freestyle and you change it tomorrow you'd have your oh, i'm not watching that that's half wrestling whatever you'd still go watch the hawkeyes you know I, I think kyle was even talking about this uh the other day with andy on their show and it was like uh, Klingman, he goes. You know, he's talking to a UNI fan. Oh, any Panthers make the team, and it's like he wants to care, they care about UNI. You, you know, the the care about college sports is so big. So when you bring a wrestling event into Iowa, the Iowa wrestling community is amazing. They will go watch wrestling, but will they go? I want them, I want everybody in wrestling to go see wrestling. I want, and this is what I want from the Iowa community. I want Iowa wrestling to go watch wrestling. That's not just Iowa wrestling. That's the hard thing. Sometimes like you love college wrestling. And I'll say this. I want you to go watch uh, Mount. I want you to go down to Mount Vernon and watch Cornell College. I want you to go to Cedar Rapids and watch Co. I don't want you to just watch. I will be a wrestling fan. And that's kind of hard. There's limited times and limited budgets and such. So when I'm kind of this is where I'm kind of conflicted about why I love the World Cup coming here because it's a chance to see the world's best. We don't get a chance to see these people on American soil that often. We're, we're sitting there streaming, or you know, oh well, you I can't fly to Belgrade. Well, you can go to Iowa. Iowa was hard to get to. Why you're you'll literally complain about everything. And this is where Josh and Luke come into play. Now they're putting it in places where rest, the wrestling community is. Well, if you put this in Vegas, there's too much other stuff going on in Vegas. You have to want the event. You cannot put an event somewhere that doesn't want it. Ah, the NCA's. They should put it in Phoenix. Okay. Okay, they might have bid for it. Well, put it in. Put it in uh, Portland. Did they bid? No. You can't put these things places that don't want them. Iowa City, Coralville has people that want them. These events, they are putting the work in to make these events. The combined bid with men's and women, they want this not just for their arena, but they want this because this is a very passionate wrestling community. I would love it to be passionate about everything wrestling besides Iowa wrestling, but you know, it's Iowa City. It's 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 a college town. The state of Iowa typically revolves around one and a half schools. It's the Hawkeyes, and then the people that went to Iowa State. You know, it's like you know that's the thing. That was what's that? That's the joke, right? You know, if you you know, you know, I went, I wear you wear a I wear an Iowa State shirt because I went to I, I went to Iowa State. You wear an Iowa shirt because you went to Walmart. Is that the joke?
0: I th- I think the the real joke is there are Iowa fans, there are Iowa State fans, and then there's a group of people in Cedar Falls that also cheer for the Hawkeyes. Like by and large, that's that's kind yeah, of. And I'm the not saying
1: thing. that to. I'm not saying that to insult Iowa fans, but that's just what, from what I've seen from up here that state above Iowa. is, You know, the state like that's the pro sports team, and in, in the state of Iowa, is everything Hawkeyes. You know, the Cyclones can be great, but they're I just you know they are overshadowed by the University of
0: Iowa. Yeah, it's it's a different draw, and yeah,
1: and yeah, and well, thing. and if, to that point, we just you, wish we could have the wrestling community as passionate as it is about Iowa wrestling, be passionate about. Wrestling because you've got a great event. And I know you're, if it's not the Hawks, you don't know these people, but on the same side, this is where those Hawkeyes want to be. They, Terry Brands and Tom Brands, they preach about world and Olympic titles. This is where you want to be. This is the type of event you have a chance to see. And, you know, this is a prime opportunity. For kids to get autographs and meet your heroes because the access we have in international wrestling at an event like this is greater than it would be uh, you know, at the NCAA championships, where you may run into them at a restaurant and there's 330 athletes, but you know, Jordan Burroughs gets mobbed overseas. He gets mobbed more overseas than he does in the United States. So um I, I think it's great that it's here. I love that it's here. I think that the staff is great. It's a first-class facility. I, I just wish there was more real buzz about wrestling community, not just the diehards. The diehards are paying attention. And I think the marketing, you can blame the marketing. Like you got to want to know, you got to want to seek this stuff out. So if you don't know it's here. Then you're not really paying attention to wrestling. Cause it has been in every freaking wrestling podcast, Josh and Luke, you know, I mean, it's been every, it's been on flow ads. It's been on my show. It's been on your show. It's been everywhere. You can't miss this. If you're a wrestling fan, it's been hitting you in the face. So, um, I realize that's a long answer to a short question, but uh and, and there's a lot of stuff to unpack there, but I, I'm excited that it's gonna be in Iowa because Iowa fans have done very well showing up and the, the Midwest fans have done very well showing up, like the Olympic the Olympic trials are a different animal because that's once every four years. That but like the World Cup in 2018, good crowd. Uh, now we get a little bit more of an intimate facility and, and if it should be loud, should be full. And, you know, maybe making it a hard ticket perhaps would be the best thing. Next time it comes next year, you're not going to wait to buy your tickets or wait for a two for one. You, you, if you don't go this year, you do have another crack at it next year, but don't, don't just don't make excuses not to go.
0: No, I agree. And, you know, among the many things to unpack, um, you know, one of the things I did, like, I've you know, everybody's done their team USA breakdowns for men and women's and, and the roster and you know the 20 men and the 19 women they're going to be there um you know I made it a point to include um you know hometowns and college schools you know just so people can kind of flip through it and just oh they went to Penn State oh they went to McKendree oh they went to Campbellsville oh that's a two-time national champ oh that's a world medalist oh he went to Michigan like that to just tr- try and drum up a little bit more interest or to at least help people maybe identify with like, you know, yes, they're diehard Iowa wrestling fans, but like you watch those guys scrapping the big 10, like now they're representing USA this weekend. Why don't you come on out and see how they do, you know? And then I've got another thing coming later this week on, you know, international wrestlers to watch. And, you know, I lead with a joke where it's like, Hey, you should probably watch all of them because they're all really good. <laughs> but if I had to pick 25, here are the 25. Why did I pick these 25? Because they're super, super credentialed. Like you're going to see world champs, world medalists, Olympic champs, Olympic medalists all over the arena floor. And, you know, talking to Josh and Luke got to talk to Josh earlier today. um, You know, they do the really cool thing where they have the ambassadors for each country, Mm -hmm. um, you know, and, and he was, you know, talking about how, you know, it's going to be a really cool thing for, you know, young boys and young girls that are going to be walking out these superstar athletes before each duel. Than to get to sit and watch them up close and to let them, you know, to get them believe. And especially for all the little girls, because you know, how many American girls have seen, you know, America's best and brightest wrestlers, you know, at the world stage, you know, they're going to get to see that and they're going to get to, you know, go behind the scenes with them and really kind of understand their process. And maybe a nine-year-old girl won't fully understand everything, but she's going to be able to look out there and be like, yeah, like this, this is really cool. I think I want to give wrestling a try. And if it does that for one little girl, then absolutely a huge success. Um, you know speaking I, my language here it's another reason that's a big reason why i'm 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 looking to start you know a college
1: women's tournament up here but at the same point i think you know having kids i don't know if you've seen the movie sing you know it's an animated flick um i, I can't remember who actually made it it's not a disney movie but there's a scene the opening sequence spoiler alert is when you know the koala bear buster moons goes to the theater for the first time and it's it sets that 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 light the lights go off Couple weeks ago, my buddy's kid is huge into hockey. Got them tickets to St. Cloud game and tour the locker room when they're seeing when he's seeing the players like do the little soccer kick war. Just the look in the face and the kid that's at Carver Hawkeye watching Brent Metcalf when he was wrestling and just seeing the look or watching Tony Ramos or watching you know we've we've got the guy and seeing DeSanto or Spencer Lee go out there and you just see the look on their faces. They've got a hero they can see and that we can now do that for the women. And for, you know, I've got two daughters, they haven't given, they haven't found anything. That's got that look in their face on that thing yet. But when you know it, you know, when you see it, you recognize it, whether it's your kid or somebody else's. And that is going to happen this weekend. It is going to happen
0: this weekend with the girls that watch the women's wrestling. And I hope that happens for, you know, I, I, I hope there's a lot of people in the crowd. Right. And, and we'll touch on this. Cause this was the next question that I wanted to ask you, but um you know, that it's, I, I think back to like the world team trials challenge tournament and just we can have a separate conversation about USA wrestling's current world team process um because I think that's part of why there weren't anybody in the stands maybe for that tournament um you know but like I I hope people have been ready for this I hope people have been just as excited for this as those of us in the wrestling bubble and I really do hope that there is a good crowd um you know not just to go out there and support team USA and to watch some of the best wrestling on the planet but to also you know show, you know, like I, Japan, for example, not their A team, still a very, very good women's pro team that they're sending. Would you say right? six
1: right. age group world champions before still, we started? Yeah, I mean, come it's, on, it, it's Nobody's not, it's not the,
0: that, it's not the team that went to the senior world championships, but it's still a team that could have gone to the senior world championships and done some serious damage. You know, like I, like I mean, their cadet I kinda, team would win senior medals, and I like, like and I want their, <laughs> I want their senior team to you know, listen to the reviews from the, the Japanese women's team that did show up this weekend and be like, wow, like that would have been cool. Like, I, I, I think they have like their Emperor's Cup or their Emperor's Tournament going on this weekend. That's, That's why
1: cool names them. over there, too. I mean, it's amazing. Yeah, like, like and, the Emperor's
0: Cup. Yeah, there's like there's a reason Japan's women's A team did not show up. And I think, you know, not the entirety of the Japan men's A team showed up. But like, I want them to be like, oh, it's back there again next year. Well, yeah, let's go. Let's send out, let's send the hammers. Let's let's, you know, because we want to experience that that atmosphere, right? Which is not something that, you know, and you could probably speak to this for doing international events, not something that they're probably used to, right? I
1: don't know. The Japanese women are are they're, they're, they're the asterisk when it comes to international wrestling, I think. Because yeah, well, while they may not, I mean, they're media though. Like when like I remember first time going to the worlds in 03. And you know Icho and Yoshida, they're wrestling back then. By the way, <laughs> they just finished up in sixteen, mind you. So uh, thirteen years before they retired, I see them in New York City, and then they come off the mat. And there's this is the first time I'd ever seen photographers actually fighting, literally fighting, elbowing one another. I just they're trying to get the shot. I mean, it's like paparazzi coming off the mat. So I'm like, oh, this this shit is real. So yeah. So when you see that, and then when you go to Iran, uh, I have never been to Iran. When you go to an event where you have a lot of Ar- Ar- Iranians or you go to an event in Turkey and, or, or, you know, even, even in Russia, we've been to Russia for the 2010 Worlds, but you just see, I just Iran probably is the one everybody always points to because it's like, you know, na-na-na-na-na. it's like a World Cup game nonstop. I mean, their we're, fans we're, travel really well. Or, over, <laughs> no, they don't travel uh, from Iran. They're all, that's the people that live in the United States or wherever will flock Come along. Their, yeah, come along. They will Let's have a party in wrestling. Yeah. That's why they like to have like when the World Cup was in when L.A., you know, the, the 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 Iranian contingent was huge. You know, when they when they come to New York, there's there's a lot of, uh, you know, na- you know, Iranians that live in New York City. I mean, they find the pockets of where they are. They will go. I don't I'm curious on what's what what how many how many uh, ir- Iranians we're going to have in, in Coralville. Be I, I hope
0: there's a good contingent because Didn't, I, I, I mean, know
1: that I, I don't, I don't know if Lisbon has a huge uh, neighborhood, uh, you know, Iranian neighborhood that, uh,
0: you know, Algeristan No, Lisbon's does. a suburb of Las Vegas tongue <laughs> firmly in cheek. Love you, Brad Smith. Oh, um, then gone to Stanwood. Anyway, uh, we kind of touched on the, the the third topic I wanted to get to the fact that both the men's and, and women's are running in the at the same time. First time ever, um, I think we're both fans of that. Um I am. I'd like I, I want to see how
1: it's gonna again with our processional format. I'm I'm, I'm curious on how that's gonna be because you know I'm worried about just the the asshat wrestling fan, honestly. Yes, you're entitled to your opinion. Doesn't mean you have to shout out from the rooftops. Just sit there. If you don't like something, just deal with it. I mean, just, yeah, feedback's one thing, complaining is another. So I'm, I just, I feel, and that's the problem with going into a wrestling event, knowing that people are going to complain without even knowing what they're going to complain about. Well, it ain't like that. Well, this isn't how you're used to seeing it. This is new. Go in
0: with it with brand new eyes. I I'd want love, people to I'd, sit back and enjoy the show because every yeah. time I watch these international events, it's like, whoa, like that is. You that's know how many really times cool. I've Shaz-
1: I have shaz—I use Shazam to pull up new music to bring to events that I announce and play music for just so I can add a, a different type of, all right, wrestling tournament, Eye of the Tiger, which is required, by the way. Uh, I think that's in uh, wrestling. wrestling's commandments is thou shalt play Eye of the Tiger during wrestling event. But, like, you know, there's some stuff that I was like, oh, wait, you know, there was a Daft Punk song I actually had on a CD that I never realized. I'm like, what's that walkout song? i was like, wait, I have that CD.
0: Have Why have I never gotten this like far?
1: I've never gotten that far into the track. It's one of those things. I bought it for like three songs and never listened to the rest of the album. And like, I've had robot rock for like 15 years. And I use that like at the NAI championships, I'm using that stuff to walk out. So it gives you a different feel like, you know, yeah, you can hear we will rock you or in, in, you know, Iowa's case Pokemon coming out, but like it's gonna, it's gonna definitely sound European with a little bit of a, you know, an American twist to it because, you know, Josh is going to they're going to hire the the American DJs, but there, there's definitely going
0: to be a little bit of an international flair to it. Side note, favorite walkout. Um, or at least one of my favorite walkouts, not sure that it's the favorite, but it's definitely near the top. Grant Gamble, Lion Sleeps Tonight.
1: Wow, that's the second Grant Gamble reference I've gotten this week.
0: <laughs> He's a good dude. He's a really yeah. good dude and a really entertaining wrestler, or was at least.
1: Yeah, I remember him beating Ed Ruth and Fargo when they were kids. That was interesting.
0: So but, uh, what, what would your walkout song be? So my senior year, it was uh, uh uh Right Above It by Lil Wayne, like right of right after that song came out. What? Now, <laughs> that's now a nowadays done, I sorry. Now, now, <laughs> nowadays I think it'd probably be different. I don't know. Um, um I don't know what so would you year? if
1: you wrestled in college, what would it have been?
0: Hmm. Well, I wasn't. Very if you're walking good. out of
1: the tunnel at Carver,
0: what oh, would you oh. wanted to play? Oh goodness. Um, see that varies by the year. I feel like I'd have to go. Um, I think if I, I, I so today, I think just because I went to the gym earlier today, um, that's damn rock and roll by Air Church. Okay. It's it's not like a super sexy pick, but like it it does the job.
1: Uh, you've picked two songs that I don't actually could not pick out of a lineup. Oh, bro, that's that's yeah, I guess that's, well, I, uh,
0: I, I will bring those songs to extreme this weekend and I'll make sure you listen to them. Yeah,
1: Mark Lundy, uh, you know, I, I, you know, Iowa fan, Missouri photographer, you know, you've, you've you've crossed paths with him. If you've been involved in wrestling, he Shout got a one playing, playing some bluegrass or something in AI eyes because I, like, I could do this like, yeah, play this. Like, yeah, you can yeah, find that song. I'm like, and I'm playing it. I'm like, you had me play this. The, I, I'm never playing this again, Mark.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> but I always wanted to, like if I was a pro wrestler, I'd always wanted to come out to bring the noise by anthrax and public enemy. That was just like always my, always my thing, but
0: that's a good one.
1: Yeah. That's 19- a, I don't know. I feel like I
0: find a new song every week that I'm like, this would be a dope walkout. Like this would be kind of fun. I don't, the problem
1: is I don't listen to music, new music much anymore. So it's usually it's like lithium and turbo on Sirius XM and, I know all that stuff, and it's like if I hear something different by Godsmack, which is kind of hard because everything by Godsmack sounds exactly like Godsmack. Um, you know, they're all like, "Oh, oh yeah, it's Godsmack." You don't even have to hear the song. It's like most of ACDC's later stuff. Yep, yeah, that's ACDC. You know what that sounds like? So, and I love ACDC by the way, but yeah, I can't find anything. I just, that's why I'm like when I Shazam stuff overseas, like yeah, I'm gonna download that song, but.
0: Yeah, anyway, it's funny, but to your uh, to
1: your to your excitement point, yeah, I'm 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 excited to see it because again, this is these are these are some of the best women in the world. It's going to be high level wrestling, and again, if it exposes that nine year old, that sixteen year old, that thirty five year old mom who's got you know nieces that wrestle that I've never seen, like there's or that dad that goes, you know what? There every almost every tournament, there are men who get converted to watch women's wrestling because they they actually pay attention to it. And, you know, you've always got, you've got, you're going to have those sticks in the mud, but if you get, you open mind and you watch it for, for wrestling and don't say, well, you know, it's a different sport. Just it's, it, it is a different sport, especially from like, it's, it's different. Freestyle wrestling is different than folk style wrestling. Again, don't go into watching women's freestyle with high school folk style eyes. You're going to see techniques that you're not going to see. You're going to see different chain wrestling styles. A lot, especially international women, they've grown up wrestling freestyle. They're not converting from folk style. You'll see I if anything, you'll see it probably cleaner uh than you will with some of our American women who are are still converting from the folk style mentality. Um, you can see it now that we've had wrestling in Fargos longer than our women's team has been alive, most of them now, uh, because we're over 20 some years of of wrestling junior women in Fargo. So, you know, now as we get to colleges. Free, You know, college is exclusively freestyle, except that, you know, there's some clubs and some schools in California that are starting it, but as folk style, but at the same point, we're now getting closer and closer to what these international women have been dealing with, especially in Japan, where it's, oh, yeah, you've been wrestling the style, and you know how to wrestle these situations straight through with the freestyle mentality, because they don't know the folk style mentality, so... Uh, that's another thing to look at is just how they wrestle differently, how the international women wrestle compared to our American women and just their their flow in terms of their movements and their chain wrestling, their ability, what they're thinking here. If you're going to, okay, I'm going to sit to the, you know, I'm going to crack down on this. Position. No, they're not going to do that in certain situations because they don't think like we do. They think in strictly exposure points. Like they, they just think of it totally different. So it's going to open a lot of eyes to just how the world of wrestling works outside of, you know, the contiguous forty eight Alaskan Hawaii.
0: Well, and I also wonder, you know, this is this is kind of a ripple into what could you know, a continuous growth movement of girls and women's wrestling across the country, especially here in the state of Iowa. High school girls wrestling finally a thing. Iowa's got the women's program now. I think there's over you know there's closing in, if not already, twenty collegiate women's programs that will be in effect starting next season. Like I, I wonder what you know, bringing this event, the women's World Cup, the women's freestyle World Cup, to Iowa for the next couple of years. Like, how much does that help? If it helps, like obviously it's going to be a showcase of the best wrestling in the world or some of the best wrestling in the world. But, um, you know, it's it's just another cool opportunity. And it's really, really cool for the Iowa girls who are going to be here, um, many of whom are going to be within a relatively decent driving distance to come and check it out. And so I I, I just wonder what this means for the, just the continuous growth, um, you know, of the sport and like what it what it means, like what what is the impact going to be? It's probably a butterfly effect impact, but I wonder what 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 that will look like a few years from now.
1: 6, 27, 28, 29, 30, 31, 32, 33, 34, 35. 35 new women's teams added or announced in 2022. Pretty dope. Th- college women, 35. NAIA, NCAA, NJCAA, including the first junior college women's program set to compete 2024-25 in Arkansas.
0: Pretty dope. But
1: to your point about then bringing this back down to Iowa, what building are we in, Cody? We're Extreme in the Arena. building where the announcement got made last year. The tournament got the girls' tournament got so big it outgrew Waverly Shell Rock, and how many years? Not very many, two years. And then it it blew up, and and then the sanctioning announcement happened in Extreme Arena. So I can't think of a more fitting building for a women's World Cup to be on American soil in than this one. As Iowa, you know, what was why was Iowa so far behind? Pennsylvania is up to eighty four I think high school girls teams now they're 16 away from from hitting their bylaw of getting 100 to get this the, to worry on the hashtag sanction PA so you know it', it been to Arkansas Arkansas sanctioned high school girls wrestling before Iowa did. So, you say that to anybody outside that doesn't know anything about wrestling, you're like, that doesn't make sense. You don't have to know anything
0: about wrestling to know Iowa and wrestling. are like, you when know, the news came out last year that, like, oh, yeah, I, I was Fish. adding girls wrestling, they're like, oh, like Iowa must be a leader in this, right? Because they just, you know, the Hawkeyes have a women's program. I'm like, what if I told you they were number 34? Jaw dropped, jaw yeah. dropped. And
1: they Stunning. were like the 100, 101 women's team. If you want to figure out the team that added, didn't add, you know, I mean, there's semantics of when Iowa became on board. And then, you know, of course, the situation that led to it wasn't the most savory situation with uh, no with, with Hawkeye Athletics, but I take I tell you this: they've turned that negative into a real big positive for sure.
0: They they went they went spin cycle on that first day it announced, um, which you know, as the athletic department, you should, um, but yeah. as you mentioned, can't forget the the reasons that ultimately brought it out. Um, but I just think you know, this is just kind of a continuation, right? Like it's mm-hmm. just I, I don't know. I, I I feel like on a previous show, I've I've said that like women's and girls wrestling has been on a heater in the state of Iowa over the last 18 months. Um, And it's really cool to bring this event here for the next couple of years, just to kind of keep that heater moving.
1: By the way, 13 men's programs added in 2022 as well. So
0: speaking of men's and women's going at the same time, which again, we both agree is really, really cool. um, The rosters, not the full A teams, mm-hmm. not the full superstar allotments. There's a lot of star power, but not the teams that won the team title or the team that took second, men's and women's, respectively, last September. How do we feel about that? It is what it is.
1: I hate I hate that term. I hate that phrase. I hate using that to explain anything because that, all that means is I don't really have an answer. Uh, as far as you know, the opportunity to see. You know Jordan Burroughs at 34 years old uh, to to compete on American soil. You know he's a guy that's going to take it take advantage of that opportunity. Uh, you know I don't know why some of our stars aren't wrestling. That's that's between them and their coaching staffs, or maybe maybe this is the time of the year where they used to recuperate. I mean this is interrupting a training cycle or a rest cycle. So again, not being in a, you know the camps are different too. You know one training cycle that you know whatever. You know, even with Burroughs, we'll use him for an example. His training cycle in in Lincoln in his twenties is probably vastly different than now in Philadelphia in his thirties. You know what what is what is Seth Gross's situation now that he was the number one guy, and then you know just missed uh, wrestling for a medal. I mean, had had a had a barn burner there for a bit with with the guy that wrestled for an wrestled won an Olympic medal. So, you know, what are these guys doing? Hayden Zilmer, you know, we're not going to see Gable Stevenson in the immediate future. So there's an opportunity for him to emerge. you know, okay, I'm going to take this, you know, some of these people have a real good opportunity to em- cement themselves in that role heading into the Olympic trials year. So uh part of it, you know, you know, Kyle Dake, you know, he's getting younger. So, I mean, he's probably, uh, you know, in a, in a, he's 17 level by next year, probably you know, I, you know, Kyle is who he is in that respect. So I think it's, it's kind of a, a running joke with that, but again, we don't know, The nagging injuries. It's not like other sports where you have an injury report. We, this, yes, these are professional athletes, but it's not a professional sport. There's no Vegas line on this stuff that not yet justifies. Yeah, not yet. Not justifying this, or even, you know, as I'm learning in hockey, a a lower, lower body injury, upper body injury, you know, though it's, that doesn't tell you anything, but it just tells you something. Uh, I mean, how many of these? People, sometimes it, it's wrestling's hard, right? That should be that's a shirt. Wrestling people is hard. forget that people, people forget, forget wrestling that. is hard, and these are professional athletes. They are. This is what they do. This is their livelihood, and the whole sport is predicated on beating someone with your own hands and taking that spot from them. So, th- I mean, it's I mean it's a combat sport. Granted, you're not getting hit in the face like you are in the UFC, but it's still somebody. Physically trying to take something away from you. And that does take a toll on your body. So, yes, uh, I'd love to see everybody. I'd love to see a full lineup. I would love to see what we had in Belgrade. Realistically, that's not the case. Just like when you go to any sporting event, I, I think who's who's out right now? Is it Rudy Gobert or Carl Anthony Towns? I don't know. It's the team in town that I didn't get the job for. Uh, I don't know. One of them's hurt. They're not, you know, there's gonna be a kid that's gonna go to the game tomorrow or wherever at the target center and not get to see the player he wants to go see because they're hurt. That's unfortunately that's sports. I hate it. And, you know, but that's a fact of life. Not everybody went to a Bulls game got to see Michael Jordan, even though he, you know, he famously said he, he wanted to put everything out there all the time because he didn't know there was going to be some kid that that's seeing him for the first time or the only time. So, but I mean, just the credentials. I mean, if you put all these wrestlers on a college mat, it would be like it'd be FRL will be talking about this for like a month straight you know, without, you know, even if they didn't have the streaming contract for it, like I'm looking at the, like just on the men's side, I'm looking at the, the, who is the, who would be the least credentialed wrestler on the men's team? Um, Probably JILO. He never placed, but.
0: 23 uh, um, world
1: bronze, but I'm saying, looking at it from a folk style lens here from a right, college. Yeah, lens, yeah. Like, okay. Jay. And then, you know, People will be like, "Well, who's Daniel Deshay?" Well, he was a Division Two national champion, um, two time. Yeah, and you know he uh, he started his career Division One. I. I mean, so you look at, I mean, <laughs> you know, looking at that senior team, it's like, okay, you know, Hayden Zilmer's all American. And now back to what you're saying, I'm looking at the colleges. It's like, okay, you know, we've got a we got an Illinois, a Michigan, a Rutgers, a Penn State, a Nebraska, Carney, we got a South Dakota State. Gross is the only you know former Hawk in the field. Uh, you know, I got North Carolina. You know, a couple Penn States, a Lock Haven, Arizona State. You got Indiana. You got Guiz from NC State and Binghamton, North Dakota State. <laughs> you know I mean, so uh, again, back to your original question, it's it, uh, it's it's a hard wrestling is hard. It's a hard sport, and we don't know what they're dealing with. And I'm not going to say they shouldn't tell us what they're dealing with, but um, until there's a requirement. It's kind of hard to say, hey, you should tell us why you're not wrestling. You know, some people, you know, are coming off of Christmas, you know, I mean, I've got to do my family Christmas a week after this. So who knows? Maybe that's the only time. Maybe maybe they're dealing with something at home. Maybe they're having a kid because this is the only time when you when you want to schedule children, Uh, you might look at your wrestling calendar, be like, okay, if we want to have a kid here, I can't go here because it's the Olympics. It's here. okay. we got to go here. And maybe, uh, you know, there's some December babies coming. Who knows? There's a lot of moving parts to this. And I don't mean the the childbirth thing.
0: Totally fair. All of it's totally fair. I mean, um, I just
1: schedule my kids around NCAA's Fargo and the Olympics and Worlds. So I mean it's I mean, even if you're not wrestling, it's a real thing. That's probably TMI for your listeners there, though.
0: That's hysterical. Um, I'm 30. I don't have to worry about that just yet. Um, although I'm 43 I'm closely. done, so I don't have to worry about it either. There you go. Um I mean hey full stop it's a bummer. Um you know do it, I want to see is. It do is. I want to see what you know I, do I want to see the Thomas Gilman return to to Johnson County Iowa? Yes, absolutely. Um do I want to see <laughs> Do know, we want to see z- Thomas Gilman's return to Joe's Nighthawk? That might be a little bit more interesting, but yes, I would also like to see that <laughs> on a side note. Um you know like i do i want to see zane and and kyle dake and david taylor you know all the superstars were there in 2018 and yes russia and i and iran weren't there but it was still so much fun to just see the whole a team there together just Whipping ass and taking names, and it was really, really cool, you know, for all the US fans that were there. Um, you know, do I want to see on the women's side? Do I want to see Sarah Hildebrand? Do I want to see Helen? Do I want to see, you know, Adeline's dealing quite literally with you know a new child? So maybe not her, but you know, two children, ch- plural. You're she right. had twins, you're right, twins. I should have known that. Um, you know, brand new mom, totally get that. Um, you know, do I want to see the rest of the A team? Like, yeah yeah I want to see the eighteen you want
1: to talk about a dynamic in you don't really think about and you know because if we haven't had to deal with in wrestling until you know Christy Davis famously you know was was pregnant when she won a world title <laughs> you know that was just, you know like very far along when she won a world title at like nineteen years old. so uh, there are there, there are stories here that women's wrestling presents like Sarah McMahon. Fought in, fought in MMA after having a couple of kids so uh there are situations that that women athletes are now bringing to wrestling that we've never had to deal with prior to you know the first U.S team that went to the worlds in 1989 on the women's side so you know we're, we're you know and I, I often joke that women's wrestling nobody's grandma wrestled well we're pretty much well I think we're almost there you know, almost. <laughs> <laughs> you know we're pretty much almost there in terms of uh you know seeing the first you know granddaughter uh, I mean, talking about Christy, you know, her her daughter Kayla wrestled at, at Emmanuel and and, you know, she's in her 20s now. So, you know, when, when Kayla decides to get married and have children, it's like, okay, Christy, who's my age, is going to be, you know, eventually be a grandma. And it's like, okay, yeah, my grandma was a two-time world champ. Or my grandma won nine world medals. Like, that's going to be something that gets said. And that's one thing I think it's awesome about, <laughs> about the women's wrestling. Now, speak, you know, and, you know, we're not going to see, you know, and this is this all stems from, you know, Jeez, the, just the beasts that Adeline Gray and her husband are, are going to, you know, I mean, uh, her husband's a pretty stout guy. So um, there's no doubt that, you know, they're, they, they might be playing professional sports somewhere, somehow when, when they get to that age. But, uh, but looking at the roster here, what I do like about the women's roster, we haven't spent a whole lot of time talking to them though. You've got, you know, a new Hawkeye on there. I mean, you, and Iowan, you know, Felicity Taylor, that is,
0: that is really cool. That's, that's a cool draw with Felicity there. Um, you and know, finding and a, couple,
1: a way to make her academic schedule work. So she will get to compete next year too.
0: Well, she never team. took a red shirt at McKendree. So that's, yeah, that's I mean, why it was able to work.
1: Well, and also again, getting creative with that. And then, you know, cause the, the rules around women's collegiate wrestling, you know, there, there's still, there's still some emerging sports flexibility in terms of, okay, eligibility and such. Now, granted NCAA schools are going to compete as NCAA schools, but I'm looking at some of the names here, you know, They've come through. People know Emily Shilson now. I mean, she's been on the ladder. She's won a couple age group world titles. They know Jakara Winchester. She's a world champion. They followed uh, Jennifer Gett's, you know, battle with Helen Maroulis right after losing her mom. Uh, you know, Lexi Basham comes out of nowhere and a Texas champion, yeah. you know, and the, you Michaela Beck spent time wrestling with the Hawkeye Club. Kayla Miracle won four college titles. You know, Jen Page, you know, Jen Rogers has been on, you know, a age group world teamer and such. And then there's names, you know, who, you know, people who, who looking at who, who's Sienna Ramirez. This is your first opportunity. If you haven't been paying attention to you know who that is. Solon Piercy is a young up and comer. She wrestled on the college level for quite a bit. Uh, of course, I mean, alor you know, it's the world champion at 18. And Skylar three, wrote three very, different
0: world world. Yeah. Age one year, you know,
1: yeah, she yeah. did it. I think only one other person's done that because uh, it both happened this year and somebody shockingly from Japan and Skylar Grote, you know, she, she's somebody that's been in people's people's radar. Cause she grew up with, you know, she, you know, being prevalent on social media. So uh, her performances, now she's back. I mean, she really was hurt quite a bit. and Now she's somebody that people pay attention to. Cause again, their presence as athletes And now people, oh, I know who you are. Like Jordan Burroughs kind of ushered this era in in 2011, being the athlete on social media that really created that following there. So I see his goal and and, and these women have done a great job with that, too. So uh, I think there's so many things on the women's side that check so many boxes. And again, I think Felicity Taylor is just one of the core angles from the Iowa women's side, because, again, but she's not be wearing a black and gold singlet yet. And that's, again, going to show up to want to watch Hawks. So hopefully this can be opening the door. Like, okay, you know, it's the Iowa kid. It's going to come wrestle in in Iowa, in arguably the biggest women's wrestling event that's ever been in the state of Iowa.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, and then on top, you know, you open that door, and you know, we hit all the big names. But like Alyssa Lampy, she's been around for a long time, two-time world medalist. Um, Alex Hedrick just recently won a U twenty-three medal. Like, there's a lot of credentialed wrestlers on this women's team. And that kind of leads me to the the two parter about maybe we don't have all the A teams. Does it impact the odds of how we think U.S. is going to perform?
1: I don't think so because I, I think we're going to perform very well in. And I say we because I'm an American, uh, even though technically I am hired by UWW for the. Actually, no, I'm not. I'm actually hired by Iowa. Schamburger hired me. Yeah, see,
0: there you go. I
1: can say we, 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 we. 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 Yeah, um American Yeah, weed. of course. I, you know, I give. You know, I don't get to do too many international events on on U.S. soil, so I do get to do the home home city pop, hometown pop. But um, the opportunity to to win, I think it's you know everybody wrestles better in their own country. It's just you know facts. You know, I, I don't have anything statistically to back it up, other than maybe Kazakhstan in 2019, which uh, advantage that's a famous thing. famously people look at and all the draws and such, but. It's the same way, you wrestle better at home, and I don't think people that have never left the United States really know how much international travel impacts just the regular human being. If you're an elite athlete and you've got scheduling and training cycles and your body is tuned in and dialed up to be the at, at optimal performance and then an eight-hour time shift, actually, yeah, it might take a couple days to acclimate. You're not the same. I mean it takes you about a week or two to get back into your rhythm when you get back and you're not even competing. I can, I can only imagine about trying to get your sleep schedule on and, you know, dealing with, you know, I, I, Rob Skinner, the the nutritionist from Team USA who left uh, about a year ago. I mean, he had duffel bags, hundreds and hundreds of pounds of American stuff, the the beef jerky, the fruit, the, the water, the stuff that you can't get overseas for the athletes to be as you know, dialed in as possible. And we have the resources for that in the United States. Where I don't know if Kazakhstan or Kyrgyzstan have that same type of deal when they travel. I mean, some of these people are going to be coming to the United States for the first time, and this is going to be different uh, because I do think you know, every, every place I've been, I've been to 27 different countries, and nothing's like the United States. Nothing is like us. I mean, it, we are unique in so many different ways, straight down to how our bottled water is. Gas or no gas? I mean, simple things like that. I mean, you know, they don't have breakfast pizza in Nur Sultan. I don't think. I mean, they're going to freak out when they go into the first Casey's. So, I mean, there's just so a, many. I have things. a
0: food hot take.
1: Yeah, there's so many things that that we get the 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 creature comforts of American, just comfort. Yeah, I think that's going to be the difference. And I think even though uh, our not all of our ones are there, our twos are, you know, you know, I mean. Chance Marsteller does have a win over Jordan Burroughs. So that ought to tell you. very our, good. Our, our He's twos, very good. You know?
0: I, yeah. I think I'm – I don't want to say I'm worried. Um, But I am very intrigued to see how this women's freestyle team – it's a tough pool, man. Like they got China and they've got the all-world team. And the all-world team at last check has four champs and four other medalists from this most recent <laughs> world championship. Um Pretty good. Going to be a great Billy
1: Madison. He's good. Um, It's not good as a women's team, but still Uh, pretty good.
0: And so I'm just very intrigued to see how like.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. A couple world champs. Nichita, (laughs) Tenebikova, Ringachi. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Like where, like I, I believe in the depth of the U S women's system, but they are, that is, that is the, those two duels. going to be a hell of a test on Saturday to see if they get through. Um, which is fun, right? You like if we believe in our depth, like we should believe that they will, you know, they it's going to be a dog fight, it's going to be a rock fight. But you know, I see no reason why they can't win both of those six four
1: rock fights. Hurt dog fights, I think, are illegal. Both will leave marks. So will wrestling see if this will leave a mark on our wrestling fans.
0: Leave me to my last question. Um, it brings me who- to my next point don't smoke crack. I mean, that's always the point. It's a Waterboy um,
1: reference. Yeah. but How old were you when that came out? Young. Very young. Yeah. So if you were in college, I don't even want, you were like 90, you were like eight. I'm going to Google this just to make you mad. Oh my goodness. I was in college. I want to say, uh, I think I want to say 98,
0: um, 99. Oh, wow. It came out two days before my sixth birthday. <laughs> <laughs> November 6, 1998. I was born on November 8th of 1992. you and my mom have the same birthday. Just, this is an audio only pod this week. Um, and I could, I just really want you guys to just, JB is not happy right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not happy. I'm more dumbfounded because
1: I always joke about being the old dude when I go to Fargo and I've been there longer. I've mean, you know, I've got a mug that's older than every, every junior in that tournament. I mean, my mug is old enough to drink because I bought it 23 years ago. Um, and as long now as you I've clean got, it. Goodness. I oh, it it only gets used in the turf, you know, and I, I it gets washed after I leave it every time, you know. So it doesn't get washed for about a year. But yeah. Yeah, so oh. let me think about that. Um yeah, that's um uh, 1992. Yeah.
0: Still young. Still young.
1: you Last younger, question. You're you're younger than Nirvana's Nevermind
0: yeah that means you're freaking a baby anyway a lot a lot of great songs that are that are older than me um who wins men's and women's who wins team with the highest score (laughs) (laughs) i'm not gonna not pick the americans just because that's just i that's sacrilege i can't do it i can respect that i think uh i think they both get to the final i think uh and I'm gonna I'm gonna probably wake up on Saturday. I don't
1: know. I'm also afraid of making another pick because the uh, the Minnesota Oklahoma State pick I had on my Instagram picks of the week of the worst dual meet pick I have had in my entire career. Even counting the matches that got thrown out, I lost four out of seven that were actually wrestled. I'm like, ugh.
0: Yeah, but you're still doing pretty good this season, though, right? Fifty and seventeen. That's okay. Okay. That's I, if straight you straight up if, if not
1: against the spread. I don't believe in spreads because there is no real spread. Vegas if isn't they, set in the line, so there's no spread. Plus, I don't like gambling on individual college sports.
0: If your if your favorite baseball team won fifty of their first 67 games, I think you'd be tickled.
1: Especially considered I'm an Angels fan. <laughs> See, well, they'll never
0: do that, but again. I feel like every Angels game is like Mike Trout went four for four and yo like yo- what do yo you Otani. Mike Trout
1: and- still on the DL. That's every Angels game.
0: Ugh. And Shohei Otani did something that hasn't been done since Babe Ruth played, and the Angels lost four to three. Like that's every Angels game.
1: Yeah, and Arson Judge signed with. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. If you don't know what we're talking about, Google it, uh, or actually search that on Twitter. It's not Google's not going to do it. Hashtag uh, Arson Judge.
0: Hey man, so you 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 think an American sweet?
1: Just because? Hey, you, you're I, not. You you don't. People don't tune into me to get great insight on wrestling tacticians. They get they get the behind the scenes stuff.
0: I as as an American fan. I want a sweep. I want America. Both teams. F yeah. I yeah. want both. I, w- <laughs> I
1: can finally get to use my toy on this show. <laughs> yeah.
0: I I I want a clean sweep. I want 30, 30 and O all the way through. I'm also a little bit more realistic than that. I don't think that's I don't think 30 and O for both squads is gonna happen.
1: Yeah, coming uh, to save the day now.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm gonna get a whole lot of usage out of that thing.
0: Um I think. I, I think the I think the men win a barn burner. world. To you're
1: right, man. Now I'm sitting here looking at that women's world draw. Ooh. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, man. Goes. That's a
0: that's a tough group. I I th- I think the men win a barn burner over Iran. Um, and I think the women lose a barn burner to Japan in the fight. And the one I thing say, you gotta worry about Iran
1: is one, yeah, you know, it was a couple of them are they've they had the, the, you know, getting into the United States is always fun when you're from the Islamic Republic of Iran, and fun is in air quotes, like big air quotes. Um, actually, no, there's nothing fun about trying to get in the U S really, if you're from anywhere, um, just the way, the way international relations and, oh, I don't know, visas and such work. But the, the thing about the, the Iranian wrestling culture is the gas tank. You know, we talk about our, our conditioning is all, is something, especially in Iowa, you know, talk about, you know, you know, wear them down, break them and, and crush them and you know, late in the match.
0: My favorite American it's scene really hard it, to get it, the
1: Iranians tired.
0: Yeah, yeah. Really hard. And 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 their technique is like insanely good.
1: It's so different. It's so different.
0: It's it's they just the way that they're able to just it's it's like a mixture of fast twitch and oh by the way, they're freakishly strong, and oh by the way, like here comes the underhook. What do you mean? You watched film, right? Like it's it's a little insane just the way that they're able to and like and you don't think that like you know, there's not a huge difference between freestyle and folk style, but there's also a huge difference between freestyle and folk style, especially when you're doing one at starting at four years old and you're doing the other one starting at 14 kind of, you know? Yeah.
1: And sometimes the difference of, of, you know, the way you tip somebody backwards is going to get you four. Whereas, uh, yeah, I hit back out and we're still on our feet. That's zero in folk style. I mean, it changes your entire, I mean, you give up a four in freestyle.
0: Well, you better get on your horse now. I, unless you're Keegan O'Toole and you just cradle everybody.
1: That's true. He was really good. He won a world championship with cradles, which is yes, he, not he a folk style move. It's a wrestling move.
0: So I've seen people from countries that never wrestled a folk style minute in their life, though, cradles. I've seen I I so I think I think people to to kind of put try and put a bow on the show, try is the emphasis. Because we emphasized. could go another couple hours at this rate. Yeah, the word try is the the word of emphasis there. Um, did you notice, and I don't know if you watched this as closely as I did or not, but like at the Cadet and Junior World Championships or the U-17 and the U-20 World Championships, um, there are some international wrestlers that were trying some cradles. So I want to say they've been watching some Keegan O'Toole films. <laughs> You're just tying
1: this back to Missouri somehow. I might be. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think it's, it's fun. I remember actually one of my favorite cradle freestyle Greco moves was, I think it was day three in Fargo, ninety ninety 99, two, that's probably even 2001. I'm sitting next to Rob Sherrill. We're doing the broadcast back when it was audio only. I said, man, Rob gone three days. Haven't seen a cradle yet. And without missing a beat. Yeah. Jay. Cause it's Greco. So yeah, you don't see any cradles in Greco. Yeah, so, but, uh, Uh, You know, it's, I will say this, we don't have any Swedes there, but the Swedish women wrestle freestyle more folk stylish than any other country outside the United States. You see just, you see a lot of things that are taught by like high school coaches, college coaches, you know, just simple things like how they set up their Turks and such, even though Turk, (laughs) I don't know, well, I wonder where the origin of that move comes from, Um, but you know, they wrestle, you know, Sophia Matson was, for example, one. She, she did a lot of cradles, a lot, a lot, a lot of, lot of wrestling style. It was like, man, that looks, she, re- it felt like she wrestled like an American. Uh, and the Swedish women do a lot of that stuff. So, uh, that's one thing. If you get a chance to watch them ever, you know, they, they they're, they're, st- you, they're, you can look at it and be like, did they train in the States? No, they hmm. just have a very dynamic, different style of wrestling.
0: But, well, and that's also the fun part about watching, you know, Americans at these international competitions is that there's, there's as much as a lot of these guys and gals have been, you know, emphasizing freestyle and especially the women who have in college wrestling for women, you wrestle freestyle as much as they've been hammering home that technique for the last four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, for some of them, 10 years, um, there's still a little bit of folk style in whatever Adeline they go Gray's out there and do arm, on the mat.
1: Adeline Gray's arm bar, uh, you know, David Taylor's hat bar and a half. I mean, just, like, you know, there's things that just, they work. The thing is, they don't get drilled enough and fly the international, like, I mean, who throws a bar and a half internationally? It's just not a, you know,
0: uh, oh, yeah. you know. And they panic just long enough, and it's just like, oh, crap, I gave up two, you know, like, then two more, and then maybe they run it for the pin. I don't know. Or they get like, packed, it's, yeah. It's just, it's fun. It's fun. This was fun. Any final thoughts before we sign off, JB? I want. I was curious what your what your uh, terrible food take was. Uh, oh, about Casey specifically? Yes. I don't know if it's terrible, but I am just of the opinion. As again, I'm not a native Iowan, so mm-hmm. that's an important thing here. And um, I
1: am not a native Minnesotan, and we have Casey's prevalent
0: here as well. Um, The best breakfast item at Casey's is not the pizza, but the fully loaded breakfast burrito. And it's not Mm. particularly close. And I will stand by that.
1: Knowing the way so I I spent seven years as an undergrad in college. So put Dr. Bryant. Dr. Bryant. Yeah, they're called that too. Um that's why I said undergrad. So that being said, um, I probably did some things to my uh, internal structure in my 20s that probably don't sit with me well now as a uh, middle aged, balding father of two. Some of those are gas station burritos. Those are usually not something I, because I ate plenty of them. We had the 7 Elevens in Virginia. That was a thing. And big bites and cheeseburger, big bites, and who knows every breakfast sandwich that, um, that, we called it called it Andre Sev's cause the guy that worked at seven Eleven's name was Andre had buddy Holly glasses. Cool dude. So yeah, I would eat everything, everything. And then, you know, the spicy chicken sandwich from the super America right by here when I first moved here. Yeah. Casey's was not on my radar until uh, taco pizza, but uh, a breakfast burrito from a gas station. I don't care that I'm probably never going to eat that. Cause, um, eggs in traveling and microwaves don't seem to work well. So, uh, Yeah, I'm going to pass on the hard pass on the breakfast burrito. I'm going to bring you one. Dude, if you want Dort to announce the rest of the tournament by yourself, yeah, you do that. Maybe um, I do. She's a nice woman. She's great, and that's another thing that we can throw out there. I'm, I'm co-announcing with Dort the future nice. of Hawkeye women's wrestling because uh, Gary Mayab, her husband, is, is on staff with Carissa. So as Josh Schamberger said, one of the great things about Gary Mayab being uh, hired as an assistant at Iowa is he's got himself a built-in women's announcer uh, for events or or any wrestling event because they'll be in town. So uh, Dort's great. I announced the NAIA championships with her and done a number of, number of events. So you're going to hear two distinct voices. It's not just going to be me. Uh, trying to get through these Mongolian names, but uh, Dort will be there as well. So, and she's uh, you know, so you'll have an Iowa
0: voice on there as she's a transplant. So, and to wrap up the show, I believe she said she's bringing some monster cookies. If that piques your interest. Oh,
1: monster cookies. That's a glorious, glorious thing. Cause uh, yeah, I think I got several of those left. It's baking is a thing here in the Midwest and, yeah, well, I'm announcing hockey last week. My, my my wife and her sister and her mom and all got together and baked a bunch of cookies. So uh, my blood sugar's through the roof right now. But uh, I look forward to working with Dory. I look forward to coming down to Iowa. I look forward to talking wrestling with some fans. I look forward to 30 hop and back pocket and the Iowa River Landing. And apparently uh, Sean Kenny's supposed to take me to the airliner. Never been. Um, Good pizza. He, yeah, I'm, okay. Is, is Casey's pizza? I don't know. Anyway, I'll, I'll probably go to Casey's and get a bag of beef jerky. I will uh, – <laughs> Uh, you know, I'll try to find myself. I always got really underrated. It's an underrated food state. Uh, even though like you know the, the pork tenderloin stuff is you know goes without saying. And you know if I was planning my trip white right, right, I'd go end up at Jethro's on my way down. But that's kind of out of the way. But who knows? Maybe maybe that's the ride back. Anyway, but yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Um, Iowa City, Coralville has always been great to me. I I love coming there. Uh, been there a lot more for internationally events than I have uh than Hawkeye Red. Last time I was at at Carver actually was the uh the Twitter Duel. And uh, ah. yeah, well, the last time I was there for a for a oh, Iowa match, the Twitter duel, and I got stuck in Charles City on the way home. That's as far as I got because I, I was white knuckling it. It took me three and a half hours to get to Waverly. That ought to tell you how bad the roads were.
0: Yeah, I remember. Yeah, because I had to I drove from Iowa City to Kansas City for to go to the Chiefs game the next day. How did, I'm a you nerd. Do did you go south? Oh, yeah, you probably outran it that way. I tried to outrun it north and that did, did not work. It uh, it had hit the snow had hit so nasty that I like three hours to Des Moines and then about two hours to the border. So already four hours. But once I got to the border, it was clear. Yeah. Once
1: I got to the Minnesota border, it was clear. So, yeah, because yeah. if I didn't stop in Charles City, I there was nothing between <laughs> no hotels open. <laughs> it was like, that's about it. It was. Well, so what's the next one past Charles City? Um, it's another city. Like the name city, I don't know something. So I'd have to look at a map. That's I don't, know, your- if, I don't know if it's Nashua or something like that. But it was uh, on that way Avenue of the Saints. Yeah, that was took me took me nine hours, nine and a half hours over two days to get home from that one. So what? now, if there's something in Carver and it's on Big Ten Network, I'm sitting in my speakeasy. <laughs> <laughs> I think I a, the
0: weather should be clear, but uh, yeah, I have a fully stocked. We'll-
1: bar fridge and uh multiple multiple toys that i can just basically off with all the time so
0: that was that was a good one that was a good one
1: um yeah i'm still gonna curate all- my newsletter man we're creeping up on midnight as we record so in case you're wondering this is this man works hard to get this done
0: we we do what we can jb does what he can and that's all we've got tonight today tonight whichever one we want to say um But that's all we've got, guys. Uh, Appreciate you tuning in. We'll jump right into the the sign-off. Audio only this week. Our YouTube engineer, Dargan Southerd, was busy with some Cyhawk women's hoops tonight. So we'll try and hop back on YouTube next week. Um, We'll actually be back later this week, probably Friday night, uh, maybe Saturday morning. One more show to get you guys ready for this weekend's festivities. Had some conversations with Iowa wrestling coaches Tom Brands and Clarissa Chun this week to get their thoughts on the World Cup being back here in Iowa. So be on the lookout for that. Until then, be sure to rate and review the show wherever you listen to your podcast. Subscribe to the Des Moines Register and Hawk Central YouTube channels. Subscribe to the Des Moines Register to make sure you guys don't miss anything when it comes to wrestling coverage this season and especially this weekend. You can find links to do all of that as well as stories from this past week in the show notes. Thanks again for listening, you guys. We will talk again soon.